We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Alabama head coach Nick Saban calls it a career, announcing his retirement after 17 seasons in Tuscaloosa. What does it mean for Oregon? And what does it mean for Dan Lanning? We're talking about that on the Dust Dish Podcast. And we're back. Like we never left. Oregon fans, what's going on? How we living? Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Ducks Dish Podcast. We got a, I don't know if I'd say breaking news, but big episode for you guys. It is Wednesday evening, January 10th, as I record this, just after 9 p.m. here on the West Coast, coming to you from Long Beach, California. Big news bombshell news in the college football world as Alabama head coach Nick Saban is retiring after spending 17 seasons with the Crimson Tide in Tuscaloosa and one of the if not the biggest job in college football is now open so we're going to be breaking this one down talking about kind of some instant reactions and what this could mean for Oregon what this can mean for Dan Lanning. This is one of the biggest jobs in the sport, like I mentioned, and there's just so much that has come out from this just since it's been announced today on Wednesday. Um, And you kind of have to figure, you're not surprised at all that Dan Lanning is going to be linked to this job, going to be targeted uh, for this job. And, I know Oregon fans have to be feeling like, oh man, here we go again. Just had the Texas A&M job open in late November, mid-November after Jimbo Fisher was fired by the Aggies and Dan Lanning stood firm in his commitment to Oregon and, and strongly shut down any kind of rumors or possibility that he would be heading to College Station or any other school saying that there was a 0% chance that he would be coaching anywhere else. And just everything that you wanted to hear, if you were an Oregon fan, as, as it pertains to Dan Lanning's long-term commitment to stay in Eugene, to head up the Oregon program and, and ideally, right. Lead the ducks to their first ever national championship and program history. But here we are now on Wednesday and Saban's calling it quits, calling it a career at 72 years old. Um, so 
it's it's interesting to me because I feel like part of this decision for for Saban had to be tied to how much the game of college football has changed. And we're talking about the NIL era, name, image, and likeness. We're talking about the transfer portal, which has made it harder to hang on to the players that are currently on your roster. You look at how the coaching carousel has changed over the years and feels like it's getting started earlier and earlier. And then that has subsequent impacts on recruiting classes. You have the the early signing day in December, moving uh, a couple months up from the traditional February signing day and players are enrolling earlier. So it's for Nick Saban to retire, I feel like really sends a strong message just about how much the game of college football has changed. You think Nick Saban wants to be recruiting relentlessly at more than 70 years old? That that was one of the questions that I honestly found myself asking was just kind of in the regard to we're seeing a lot of college coaches move on to the NFL level. And some of them are saying because it's just the wear and tear, the grind, the constant 24-7 grind of college football. You hear me say it all the time, recruiting never stops, and it truly never stops. And we're not even talking about the high school rankings. We're talking about having to recruit players that are already on your team, players that committed to play for you a year ago, two years ago, three years ago. You got to make sure that those guys are still happy. Um, you know, Are they complacent with being on the scout team? Are they complacent with being in the two deep. It's all getting much more difficult because you have schools that are trying to poach your backups because for a school like Alabama, for a school like Georgia, even they would be starters at a lot of these other schools, right? That that's part of the reason that they have been so, so successful under Nick Saban's direction. So it, it makes sense that he would retire just given his age. I believe I saw a report that said that he was, um, citing his his age as as part of the reason that he wanted to to step away from um the game and then you also have wanting to spend more time with family like that's obviously a huge part and given the 24 7 non-stop nature of the game that the family life with a coach is is something that is obviously put under a lot of strain so it's pretty phenomenal and and insane that nick saban is calling it a career I mean, Alabama has been, wasn't always, but has been the gold standard of college football for the longest time. And it's because of Nick Saban. It wasn't the dominant force that it is today before Saban took over or even right away, but he has developed that Alabama program into something that was a model of consistency, even with player departures coaching staff changes it was the same sequence every year that play players and coaches would come in and and leave the program and well here we are another season in alabama is right in the race for an sec championship or right in the thick of a college football playoff appearance yet again seven national titles for nick saban as he rides off into the sunset and retires so Phenomenal coach, the best college football head coach that we've ever seen. 
But now we got to get into what it means, what it means for the sport and what it means for Dan Lanning and the Ducks. So obviously you knew that Dan Lanning was going to be tied to this job. Dan Lanning was going to be target listed as a target or a potential candidate. And, and we've seen no shortage of crazy things on social media in the hours since this has been announced earlier on, on Wednesday. We've seen fans posting flight tracker pictures. We've, we've seen reports that we, we think maybe have some legitimacy that Dan Lanning could be in Tuscaloosa or, or that he could be interviewing for this job. I'm not reporting any of that. I'm just telling you guys that it's out there. So we're going to have a discussion around it and and we're going to talk about it. One of the first things that I think makes a lot of sense to talk about here is the commitment that Dan Lanning has voiced for the Oregon program for the long term. I remember he he did an interview with with Adam Brenneman and, and talked about how you never think your first head coaching job is, is going to be or could be your last job. And, and that really seemed like it, it still seems like it could be the case with, with Dan Lanning um, because I think there is some value in the fact that Oregon Athletic Director Rob Mullins was the first one to give him that shot as a head coach coming over from Georgia as their defensive coordinator and saying, hey, here are the keys, man. Here are the keys to this program that is one of the best in the country. You know, maybe it doesn't have the the history that a lot of these blue bloods do, but here are the keys to the Ferrari. Go bring it home. Go get that first national championship. And it's hard to argue against the results that we've seen from Dan Lanning in these first two years. I think that uh, you have two 10 win seasons, 10 or more win seasons in your first two years as a head coach. and your only two losses this year were to a Washington team that went to the national championship. I know a lot of fans probably hold that against Lanning, seeing that that's a rival and that is one of the most important games that you play on a year-to-year basis. But, I mean, Dan Lanning clearly has this Oregon program headed in the right direction after two really strong seasons. You have a Holiday Bowl victory over North Carolina, and then you have a Fiesta Bowl victory over a Liberty team that was severely outmatched, but you can't argue with the results. I mean, aside from those two losses to Washington, this was a really, really good season for Oregon. Makes me think I got to do a, a, you know, season takeaways story or season takeaways podcast, but you see the success that Dan Lane has had at Oregon and he's saying all the right things as far as his long-term commitment and, doing everything he could virtually to shut down those coaching rumors. But in today's age of college football, you, you got to address the elephant in the room. That was back in November. That was almost two months ago. Has he given anybody any reason to believe that that's not still the case? No, he hasn't. But the reality of the matter is there is a coach opening a head coaching vacancy at one of the most prestigious programs in the entire sport. And for my two cents, I think back to previous Oregon coaches, Willie Taggart, Mario Cristobal, how those guys left after more or less saying that they wanted to stick around, but that Florida state dream job was always there for Willie. 
that Miami dream job was always there for Mario. And it was kind of a talking point and almost a joke when Dan Lanning got hired as far as William Jewell College isn't exactly a big-time football, so people didn't need to worry about him getting drawn away from Oregon for that job. But this is Alabama. Alabama is one of two schools that I think I have thought Dan Lanning would ever leave Oregon for. Alabama and Georgia. And the other thing that's really interesting, you know, I'm, I didn't really script this one too much. It's just kind of going off the dome. So guys, bear with me if it's a little bit, a little bit messy or kind of all over the place. But another thing that I think is an interesting point to bring to the table here is if you're Alabama, if you're the alumni, if you're the donors, if you're the athletic board, athletic department, are those two seasons that you've seen from Dan Lanning at Oregon, are those two seasons enough to say without a doubt or with a ton of confidence, hey, that's our guy. Let's let's give him the keys to the car, right? Like we were talking about with Rob Mullins and, and Dan Lanning. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Let's green light that two seasons as a head coach at the power five level. Is that enough experience? And and I'm not even trying to take anything away from Dan Lanning. I think he is a phenomenal coach. I think he is the guy for Oregon long-term, but I think it's a question that bears asking is two seasons as a head coach for Alabama enough or for Oregon is, is two seasons at Oregon enough for Alabama to say, Hey, let's go ahead and let's do this because I think you can make an argument for, for either case, right? I think there's the kind of surface level quick argument saying, Hey, we're Alabama. Like we're going to have, we deserve someone who is more experienced, somebody who has accomplished more at the game's highest level. Because if you look at some of the other coaches that are getting mentioned in this, right? Florida State's Mike Norvell, I think Dabo Sweeney over at Clemson is another name. Lane Kiffin at Ole Miss. All those guys have achieved more than Dan Lanning has. And 
part of that is because he's just been only been a head coach for two years, but he has won a national championship. And boy, does that guy know how to recruit. Um, he knows how to manage the transfer portal. He knows how to navigate the NIL era of college football. Checks a lot of those boxes. Absolutely checks a lot of those boxes. But of the coaches that are being mentioned here in this coaching search, Dan Lanning has the shortest resume, I think, of of the bunch. So you just kind of wonder if that's going to factor into this decision-making for the leaders in Tuscaloosa that are ultimately going to make this decision. And it's just a, a crazy time. It is absolutely a crazy time. There was another point that I think I wanted to hit on is if Dan Lanning were to take this job at Tuscaloosa, assuming he interviews, assuming he gets offered the whole nine there. If Nick, if Dan Lanning takes this job, he is going to a significantly more difficult situation. And I'm talking about the SEC. He is going to the more difficult conference. He's going to a place with higher expectations, probably a shorter leash if he's not successful right off the bat. I think that's another thing. What's the, you know, what's the margin for error at Oregon? What's the margin for error at Alabama? So if you look at it through that lens, Alabama being the tougher situation in terms of the teams you're playing every year, right? The Georgias, the, the LSUs, the Auburns, the Floridas, the Texas A&Ms, and then Texas and Oklahoma are going in there too. If you look at that situation, what is the path to a national championship? What is a path to winning? What is the path to what Dan Lanning ultimately wants as a head coach? He wants that national championship. And my gut tells me that I think he wants to be the one to, to do that at Oregon. And, you know, I don't know if what kind of weight that carries. Just me saying my gut tells me that he wants to be that guy. You know, I'm not trying to rock the boat or anything or say I'm like a prophet or anything, but like, I just think after getting to cover him for two years, it's just, you kind of get that impression that he wants to be the guy that can do it at Oregon. And he wants to build this just phenomenal team that dominates the West coast and, and really just take Oregon to that next level. You look at what he has in Eugene. He's got the resources. He's got the recruiting. He's got the coaches that he wants. He's got, two really good quarterbacks that uh, are set to play for him in Oklahoma's Dylan Gabriel and UCLA's Dante Moore down the line, down the road. Once Gabriel heads off to the NFL and you got to feel really good. If you're Dan Lanning about how your roster stacks up with the rest of the big 10, as you go to make this move in 2024. You think Dan Lanning's worried about USC after what they did last year? You think he's worried about UCLA? I, I mean, it's only Washington that really stands in Oregon's way. I think that Ohio State and Michigan are obviously, I mean, Michigan just won a national championship, so you got to give them their props. But I think that you have a very clear path to the playoff, given that it's expanding. And you also have a clear path to being one of the top teams in the Big Ten. 
So I think that's another thing that factors into it. Where, where is it easier to win? And I don't say that to say Dan Lanning wants to take the easy way out. He's a competitor, but he knows how hard it is to win in the SEC. And everything that we've seen from Oregon, he has taken that SEC blueprint from his days at Georgia, from his days at Alabama, and he's trying to implement that at Oregon but also put his own spins on it and, and kind of have his own philosophy, right? And again, now that we're kind of just we're bouncing back and forth a little bit, guys, here, but bear with me. The fact that he was under Nick Saban, did coach at Alabama, that's some familiarity for the decision makers out there in Tuscaloosa. It's, it's another coach from the Saban tree, which I think would make the decision makers more comfortable with going with a guy like Dan Lanning. And I mean, let's just operate on a hypothetical here. If Dan Lanning does interview in Tuscaloosa, is there any doubt that he is going to absolutely crush that interview? You talk about a coach that can win a press conference. We we've seen him time and time again, say stuff to get you fired up in a great way in press conferences and we've seen the ducks versus them locker room speeches that if, if he interviews in Tuscaloosa, Dan Lanning is going to do an incredible job. Then I think it becomes a question of how does he stack up with other coaches? Steve Sarkeesian's another name that's been thrown out there. There's gotta be a lot of confidence in what he can do as a head coach after taking Texas to the playoff in 2023. But I think that's a, those are kind of the, the factors that come to mind here when we're looking at what this situation ultimately looks like with Alabama potentially pursuing Dan Lanning. And to go back to what Lanning has said about voicing his commitment to Oregon, I also wonder what kind of weight the, the family kind of carries in this, right? You know, he's already talked about how he's had to move his family around a lot, move his kids around a lot. And just how continuity maybe factors into it. Because like I was saying, you know, being a coach is tireless work. You are always on the clock. You do not get as much time with your family as you want. But hey, I mean, as much as we'd probably like to say the family carries a lot of weight and everything, if if that money's right, it can it can solve a lot of your issues. It can make you overlook a lot of your hesitations or your questions that you might have. So this is going to be an interesting one. I think there was also uh, there was also a report. There was also some, I think I saw a tweet somewhere that said Nick Saban asked the players to, to wait like 42, 48 to 72 hours before kind of making their decision uh, on, on next season, particularly with regard to the, uh, transfer portal let me see if i can look that up because i feel like that's a pretty big um pretty big thing let's see let's see here um what do we have here i gotta figure out what let me see if i can find this sorry about that Okay, yeah, here's a tweet from my buddy Connor Morissette. 
He writes for 247 covering the Trojans, covering USC. And he said, a source tells me the Alabama players were told to wait 72 hours before deciding on their future after the Saban meeting. And I mean, now more than ever, the word source is so interesting, but I'm going to give credence. I'm going to go with Connor. He's, he's one of my buddies. He's great at his job. So I think that there's, there's, I, I would believe what he has to say. And that's interesting because if you hear, you read something like that and it makes you think, Hey, there was, um, there was, you know, something in place was the hire in place uh, at that point for was there a hire that was already ready before Saban ultimately made that move to retire. So this could be something that comes together very quickly. And it's like, Hey, wait to see who we hire before you make that decision. So that's another thing that is something that could factor into this equation. Right? So I think that's another interesting thing, interesting layer with all of this, but I mean, if you're an Oregon fan, obviously you're stressing because you've been in this position too many times with coaches coming and then having some success and then heading off for a new job. But we got to see what ultimately happens here with this Alabama head coaching job. But wanted to get on here and just record a quick podcast for you guys because who knows when some new news could come out for all of this. But we know that it's going to be an important decision, whatever ends up happening. So make sure you guys stay locked in with me on social media at mtaurus sports on both Twitter and Instagram. You can subscribe to my YouTube channel at Oregon Football Max Taurus, and you can read all of my written work covering the Ducks over on ducksdigest.com. But a special thank you to all you everydayers out there that are constantly listening and supporting. I really appreciate you guys, but thank you to everybody for tuning in to another episode, talking some Oregon football with me, and we'll see you guys in the next episode of the Ducks Dish Podcast. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.